This is Or Else, the podcast for anyone interested in becoming a business leader or entrepreneur. If you're a first-time listener, welcome. I'm so happy you decided to tune in. You can find more of our episodes on iTunes through the Apple Podcasts app. If you're on an Android, you can totally listen on Spotify. Today, you'll get to hear the first installment of our series on entrepreneurship. Let's get to it. Um, we're looking again, we're, we're just trying to help out as many individuals as we can to experience CBD. This is Ryan, founder of his business Hempcrate, a monthly subscription platform for CBD oil and CBD oil products. He and Lowell, a second year or fellow, run the operation together as a side business, hoping to educate and provide people with quality CBD products. This duo found each other by both working at Supply Kick, a third-party seller for Amazon, which is a company here in Indianapolis as well. They worked closely together, and when Ryan was having the idea for Hempcrate, he immediately talked to Lowell about it to get his feedback. How Hempcrate came to be specifically, and Ryan can maybe talk about this better, it was his idea originally, um, so I'll let him kind of talk about how that um, idea came to him and stuff. But he came to me with the idea, it was like, hey, I have an inkling of what this idea might be like. What do you think of this? Like you've seen kind of these, these market trends too. Um, yeah. So that was kind of where, where it come from. We can get into the, like that founding story a little bit more later, I guess, but yeah, that's, that's who I am. Sure. Yeah. And I'm Ryan Culver. Um, I'm the vice president of operations and logistics at supply kick. Um, and then, yeah, so Lowell came to work for me in January of last year. Um, we got along really well, kind of had, he had a good skill set. I have a good skill set. Um, we have enough alike, but also enough differences where we kind of complement each other. Um, so I started kicking the idea around of hemp crate. I said, Hey, I want to do this on the side. Still want to be hundred percent dedicated to supply kick. Um, but I want to be able to start looking at CBD in a subscription box. I've always been interested in just the, the subscription box model, the recurring revenue. Um, and then obviously CBD started taking like national prominence over the past couple of years. Uh, started seeing like a nice little intersection of those two where it's like possibly to have a CBD subscription box. Um, so that's where the idea originally came from. I think we started doing that, I think I started kicking around September, October of last year. Um, I think I brought the idea to Lowell in October and I think we formally launched the company like November 21st. It was like our, got our EIN, got all of our paperwork in order. Um, and then from there, it was literally like four months of getting everything ready, uh, making the relationships with the manufacturers, finding out what the quality products are. There's a lot of substandard products in the market. Um, started putting together a website, looking at what we're going to do for marketing. Um, so really, the, it was like a four-month sprint to get ready. We went live on March 15th. So we're coming up on our sixth month of, of operation. So we're excited about that. Ryan mentioned their quick timeline just now, and I do mean quick. I've not started a company myself, but four months to have an idea, mull over it, think about how you want to launch it, then launch everything seems like one heck of a series of events, especially when physical product is involved. Well, the idea came about, again, I was looking at subscriptions, which were also picking up, and if you just kind of look on like Google Trends, you can see subscriptions and CBD, they were both kind of going up, up, up. So people are searching for them. There's a market there. Um, I had the interest in subscriptions. I had tried CBD. Um, I did have a good experience with that. I had heard several other people that had really good experiences with it. So I want to do a little bit more research on that. Um, once we kind of made the decision to kind of go forward, um, you know, that's when we brought Lowell in. We started really discussing, okay, what do we need to do to get ready? So 
I, I, I always say this, people ask me, well, what's it been like? It's been like a big college project, but with ramifications, <laughs> with financial ramifications and stress ramifications, which I guess it's kind of like college. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so the four-month sprint, I don't know on that, like, how would you phrase the four-month sprint? It was, we never had, like, I don't think we came in, so the, one of the big points that spurred us along, too, was hemp was nationally legalized with the Farm Bill in December, so that was, like, okay, now we're, we're ready to go, because it kind of been, like, a legal gray area up until that point, um, where it just wasn't, like, no one had to put specific um, guidelines around it, so that was, like, okay, now we're, like, all, like, Firing on all cylinders, we're ready to go. So between that, like early December and March, was basically like, okay, we've, yeah, I would, I don't know how I'd describe it. It was really just kind of we never had, we didn't go into it with like we want to launch March fifteenth. It was like let's get everything yeah. up and going as much as we can, but we want to make sure we're ready. Like we want to provide everyone a good experience once it is up and ready. So the main things holding us back, I think, were like initially it was finding products and then it was like payment processing and then it was like a website so it was kind of like you start uncovering things as you keep going through it it's like okay we think this is ready and you like scratch the scratch the surface and you're like oh nope there's these other things to do it but i don't know hearing other founding stories four months does seem like fairly quick once you like kind of zoom out there like wow we went from zero to everything completely ready to launch in, in four months um so I think that was like relatively quick looking back on it. It didn't feel like it at the time. It felt like like once we were in those weeks, it was like, wow, like nothing's getting done. Like we're waiting on all these different pieces from different people to come back. Um, but looking back, it's like, okay, that was, that was fairly impressive, I think. As quickly as they got everything up and running, though, like most startups, they pivoted quite a few times before settling on something that felt truly comfortable. Yeah, I mean, and the, the funny thing was like we pivoted multiple times in yeah. that four months. So one of the, the interesting pivots was we started out and said, hey, you know, we had made some contacts and said, oh, there's, there's a private label opportunity here. We're going to do our own brand. So we, we even went out and everything and like made our own brands, worked with the designer, logos, designer yeah. to get logos. And then we had an epiphany. We're like, hold on. Somebody's going to get a box from us with these four brands that mean absolutely nothing to them. There's not going to be a website. There's going to be no background. They're not going to know the quality. So we said, okay, let's take a step back, actually. Let's actually start out with going with quality brands. So that is one thing that really does set us apart from our competitors. There's a couple out there that are competitors, but they're using mostly substandard brands. Um, we really do partner with like the best quality brands out there, and that's gave us like a really good reputation and really good reviews. And then what we're doing is the long-term plan is to private label some and mix that in with those quality brands, right? So it's not this shock of I get this box, I don't know what any of the goods are versus today I get the box and oh, it's got Lazarus Naturals in there. I know exactly who they are. CBDMD, I know exactly who they are. And another thing, a cool thing that allows us to do is work in like smaller brands, like smaller brands and manufacturers who might be just starting up, like mm -hmm. small companies like ourselves. That's one of my favorite parts, I think, is like finding these little companies and being able to introduce them along those big name brands that, that people in the space recognize, which I think is a, a cool opportunity too. Yeah, we just, the key thing is like we, we test everything, we vet everything. Um, so even if they're a small player, they just gotta have the same quality standards. They've got to have a certificate of analysis. Everything has to be above board. Uh, we get samples all sent to my house, so we take turns trying stuff. We've got some other like taste testers around the community uh, just to make sure like we feel really good about moving forward with brands. We don't do anything really hasteful. Here in Indianapolis and the surrounding areas, I constantly see signs or advertisements saying, get your CBD here, or CBD products sold inside. Some look legit, others not so much. In the quest for quality product, I was curious as how they made sure what they were sourcing is truly good product and not some sort of bogus spin-off. 
I think there's a couple of different things that, so the FDA doesn't regulate CBD right now, which people think is good in some parties and some people think it's bad. Um, it means that if the FDA were regulating it, that big pharmaceutical would jump in and likely like drive up the price pretty rapidly and like cause monopolies over the industry. So that part of it's good. The bad part of it is that there's no standard regulation, right? Um, so it's not regulated like a dose of, I don't know, any, any drug, like Adderall or whatever it is, um, is regulated. Um, but that doesn't mean that these companies can't get their product tested. So the, the main one, I guess, or the main thing you would see on an ingredient label is how many milligrams of CBD a product has. Um, so they will send their, their product to a lab, it'll test and say, okay, you said this was going to have 50 milligrams of CBD, it only has 48, here's the results that prove that. Um, so that's one of the big things. One of the other big things is making sure that there's no other contaminants in the product. So a similar lab, you can get it tested and say, I want you to test for mercury, I want you to test for all these other harmful things that might cause people harm that would like pop up in your manufacturing process. So it comes back and we make sure that the test does say that there's nothing harmful in the product there. Mm -hmm. And just to, just to piggyback that a little bit, we also try to steer clear of people making medical claims. So that's like a big area on our website where you know we've got disclaimers, we don't make any medical claims, like this is going to cure this or this is going to help you with this. Again, it hasn't been cleared by the FDA. There's, there's one, uh, I'll probably mispronounce it here, it's epidiliacs. Yeah, that's, um, right. that's the one prescription that's actually been like regulated by the FDA. It has CBD in it. Um, it's used for childhood epilepsy seizures. Um, other than that, there's literally no other regulation that says this product does this, right? So there's a lot of people out there. Again, this market is flooded. Everybody's getting into it because they see like, oh, CBD's supposed to go up to like, what was it, in 2020, like 6 billion or something? Yeah. Um, so it's like, obviously it's a market that's on the upswing. So everybody's coming in. So we do a lot of like filtering out the bad. That's really like the service we give our customers, right? When you get your box, you get it and you're like, okay, I feel comfortable here. Hemp Crate has gone through the process, right? Because it's very possible if you're a new customer just to go out there and buy a substandard product, not get any, and some of these products don't even have CBD in them, honestly. Um, so another thing people are trying to do is trying to like fake the certificate of analysis. So you just want to make sure like everything is above board. So even if you're not using Hemp Crate, just make sure you're doing your research because it is an unregulated market. Something Ryan and Lowell stress multiple times throughout the interview is doing research, speaking about themselves and also to those looking to explore the CBD market. As someone who doesn't know the first thing about what to search, except for, is this brand legit, I wanted to know where they found the sort of information that proved product has been tested and analyzed. A lot of that you can find, honestly. I mean, you just Google like, yeah. and, and look for, like, you know, Lowell's a big Reddit guy, so he gets on the Reddit <laughs> and tries to find, like, what are sure. the quality brands. Like, that's a good starting point, and then you take in, and dive into another layer. Um, I manage most of the um, relationships with the manufacturers, so I have extensive calls with them to try to find out about their quality, not just the sales pitch, what's the actual quality. Um, you can find a lot on just, like, message boards, um, just on really just any types of opinion boards that are out there. Yeah, and although any uh, like viable partner of ours would post the COAs online or at least have them on file. Really quick, COA is Certificate of Analysis, basically just proving that they've done testing on it and that it doesn't have any bad things inside of the product.
So we always ask. So we have a wholesale application, basically, if you want to be a partner of Hempcrate and be included in the box. We ask all these different questions. And then uh, one of the big ones is attach your COAs, attach these things. And so then we'll go through and make sure, okay, yes, it, it does meet what you're saying it has in the bottle. Um, also, it doesn't have any contaminants, those sort of things. So making sure that they have those readily available and also that they're updated frequently. Um, so a lot of these work in batches where um, we will run this batch of CBD um, off of this flower pan. So if companies are doing that every few months, they need to make sure you have up-to-date um, COAs as well. Next, I wanted to know more about brands and types of CBD. I see all these products labeled for anxiety, for sleep, for focus, and I wanted to know what separated them from each other and made them different. So the interesting thing with that is it really doesn't matter what the label says. It's all the same, right? So it's, it's, it's a marketing scheme. So if it says it's CBD, it's really the quality of the CBD. So we brought up Lazarus Naturals earlier. Like they, they are tremendously like focused on quality. But the CBD in their products, it, it's, it, they don't, I mean, some brands actually have stuff that says this is for sleep or this is for anxiety or this is for uh, pain. Mm -hmm. it's, it's all the same. It really just boils down to what, what is the CBD in the product, what's the quality of it. CBD can actually give you the effects of all of those, right? So this is our customer speaking. If you look at some of our reviews and some of the emails that we receive, that's really been like one of the rewarding things of this experience is just to see the positive feedback. Uh, we've got a customer that has fibromyalgia that said this has made a huge impact. Uh, we have a, a lady that has uh, arthritis, like severe, and she's in her 80s. She bought like 10 bottles of the CBD-free stuff. So, you know, that kind of gives us hope where the FDA hasn't said it's working, but we're hearing all this feedback that, yes, it is working. Um, but to answer your question, it really is kind of a marketing thing where people like, this product will make you sleep or this product will make your anxiety go away. You know, we don't say any of that. It's really just a quality of the CBD or the brand. There are ways you can differentiate those. So some, we have a thing we call sleep disease that we have in, in one of our box that adds melatonin too. Mm -hmm. um, so that one obviously has more of a, a sleep uh, um, direction that it goes. There are, however, other ways to get specific desired effects. And Hempcrate categorizes their boxes in different ways so their subscribers do have the choice in their experience. Yeah, so one of your questions too that maybe we didn't answer fully was like, okay, I want this desired effect, what should I what should I get off your website, what should I use? So we have different boxes. Um, we right now have a starter and a pro, so basically a, a smaller size and a larger size. Um, and then we have three different categories. So a hemp of the explorer, do we have like a laugh track? Can we use that? <laughs> yes. Um, uh, thank you. Uh, a hemp of the explorer, which is kind of just, okay, I've, I've heard CBD helps with these things. I kind of want to try it out. What are the different, like all the different products. I want to try everything. I just really want to see what's working. We have a health and wellness, which is kind of more geared towards, I would say like pain products, um, less of like the edible stuff. Um, so less of like the gummies and there's CBD drinks and things like those are more just towards, okay, I want it to help with like the pain relief and maybe some of the anxiety effects and even the sleep effects. Um, less so do I want to try my, maybe the newer products. I want the stuff that's like really helping. And then we have a furry friends um, crate, which is for pet products. So it's kind of some products for the owner and some products for the pet themselves. So those are our three crate offerings that we have on the website. Um, like I said, I'll come in a small and a large, a starter and a pro. 
Um, so yeah, the ideal customer kind of, I think in, in our eyes, um, as we were building this scene is someone who goes and tries a box, they do that for a few months. They really identify that the products they want. I'm um, so like, okay, I think these sleep easy gummies, I, I really like the sleep effect that I get. Um, I just, I just want to do those now. Those are what's really helping. I don't need any of the other stuff. So then we have an online store, um, that they can come back to and just regularly order that product. So kind of our goal is to help you find the products that are really working for you. Um, and then you don't need to continue to subscribe to the box. We just want you to be able to find the product that ended up working for you. Mm -hmm. If you're like me, the furry friends box for pets really intrigues me. I understood CBD for humans, but not really for pets. Yeah, so like I said before, like you, all humans and all animals have endocannabinoid systems. Obviously, you're not going to market to a rhinoceros. <laughs> so <it's> like, <laughs> right. Most of our products are like dog or cat. Um, some products, they say horse on too, but it's like mostly it's, it's, it's you looking for your dog or your cat. Um, and we have all different types of things. So we have treats. So we have like uh, bacon covered treats that have CBD in them. We have also oils that you can use for your pet that you can either put into their food or if they're fine with taking it, kind of just, you know put the dropper in their mouth. Um, pets, get, pets get anxiety. We all know that, especially yep. smaller dogs. I've got a... A mini golden doodle named Chloe. She's crazy. Um, <laughs> so I've been giving her these. We, we have this uh, partnership with Dr. Norms, which is CBD cookies. Um, so they're peanut butter cookies, and she absolutely loves them. And, like, anytime she's on 100, I'm like, okay, here you go. I need to give you two of these, and you need to chill out. And they work. They absolutely work. So she does, after a while, she does calm down. So funny. And even like older dogs for pain, a lot of people use yeah. CBD products in too. Um, like if you've got like an aging dog, you can see them become like visibly relaxed um, after taking the CBD in it. Um, so there's a lot of the same effects, of, like all the same effects that you're seeing on the human side, you could see on the pet side. Um, I think people discover that pretty early that like, okay, we're like in this and like, I don't know that my dog is like telling me that he wants CBD, but he's like showing um, like visible signs of enjoying it. While everything for them has seemed to be going well, there are always problems arising whenever you're starting your business, especially during the first few months. And like always, I was curious to know what that was for them. By far, uh, the most difficult challenge we've had since inception of the company has been payment processing, and it's still something we're battling today. Um, it's an it's industry-wide issue. It's not just like a hemp crate co issue. And how that all comes about is essentially the banks um, and, and like the credit card companies are just nervous, not knowing who's going to be actually shipping CBD, not knowing, again, if it's trustworthy or not. You know, the funny thing is now you, you can see CBD at Walgreens and CVS and Kroger, right? So you can, you can go to your store and buy it any time. But it, there are thousands of CBD merchants online. And again, they don't know what you're going to ship. So there's a lot of hesitancy there. We've seen some like start, stop, start, stop. Uh, we've had to go through multiple payment providers. Um, so that's definitely been like the most taxing piece of it. Hundreds of hours, honestly. Yeah. Hundreds of hours between the calls, the emails, the follow-ups, the starts, the stops. Um, that's That to me, at least personally, has been by far the most challenging thing. And this problem has plagued them since day one, quite literally. Yeah, kind of a, a funny story. And by funny, I mean not funny at all. <laughs> well, again, we launched on March 15th. Yeah. 
And literally, so we launched March 15th. We had a very successful launch, right? We have orders coming in. We're all excited. Lowell and I are high-fiving. Lowell bought me some cheap wine or cheap champagne. champagne. <laughs> yeah, Ryan so. couldn't figure out how to open it. It was a great day. <laughs> so, yeah. So, we're all excited. And I got to lay my head on my pillow about 10 p.m., 10.05. I'm, like, checking my emails. And I look at my hemp crate email. And it's from our, uh, our broker. So, there's brokers between the payment processors. And my broker says, hey, I got bad news. Your current payment processor, which was Elevon at the time, which covered literally 80% of CBD merchants, is stepping out of the industry. So the day we went live, you know, we got all these orders in. We're like, this is it. We're good. Literally, <laughs> sat down night. I forwarded that to Lowell. And we're like, what? <laughs> That's where it started. So it literally started the day one. And then we're still we're still dealing with it in some aspects. We found some workarounds, but we are still dealing with it today. So that's what? Five months? Yeah. Six months? Yeah. yeah. That, that's been the hardest. And that's the thing we, like, honestly, honestly can't get behind. Like, that, like, we knew that was probably going to be a question. Like, that was absolutely, like, the answer that we would both say, like, without a doubt. It's just been um, really difficult to try and find a solution just because it's something that no one, no other industry. That's the part that gets me is, like, if, if we would have done this in any other industry or any other aspect, of, like, it wouldn't have been a second thought just because there's so many solutions out there. So, With their product being CBD oil... There is another challenge Ryan and Lowell face most other companies do not. By being a completely new, unregulated product, there is a whole new set of rules that apply to how they can market Hempcrate. Yeah, just one thing I'll back up. So uh, another big challenge that we've had is just with the CBD industry. Um, so obviously you had the, the Farm Bill of 2018 that legalized CBD nationally, but we are not able to really market that much at all, right? So we can't market through Facebook, can't do it through Instagram, can't do it through Twitter. Um, so all of our all of our following so far has really been organic. There are a couple other options we looked for, looked at. Um, we looked at Leafly. Yeah. What's the other one we looked we at? We can do like some display ad networks and like influencers has kind of been another avenue of marketing for us. Um, so like Facebook doesn't allow you to advertise for like guns or um, alcohol, things like that basically that they um, just don't want on their platform. Um, so it's not just us. That's a, that's a thing other industries are running into. But it kind of allows us to be, uh, forces us to be more creative and kind of um, gather customers organically. And really, word of mouth has been huge for us. I mean, we have people who recommended their sister, who recommended their mother, their their boyfriend, whatever it is. Um, so that's been um, another another challenge that we've had to overcome. Another smaller problem they realized they needed to fix was their brand. Not that there was anything wrong with it in the first place, but they simply found they wanted to create more of a welcoming community feel. Yeah, I think, you know, through the six months, we really got to learn our customer very well. At first, when we launched, again, we had no idea of who our customers were going to be, where they're going to come from, the demographics. So we've really learned that. We're actually tailoring our approach a little bit more to our customers. So something that we found out um, just through the orders is about 70% of our customers are female. Um, we started out a little bit, you know, we're, we're two dudes. So we started out a little bit, our, our logo was kind of a little bit more like machismo and like, so now we're kind of working with Peyton Bennett, who's also an our fellow. Yeah. Um, so he's working now on redesigning our logos, trying to soften them up a little bit, <laughs> trying to, try to make them a little bit more, you know, a little more chill. It's kind of one of the things in our whole, like our brain is like, we're making sure like it's, I mean, we're having fun. Right. So if you look at our Instagram, like we're throwing out one liners, it's not just, Hey, check out this product. We're not just peddling product. We're also just trying to like have a fun community. Um, so that's one thing is keep, you know, expounding on what we've learned about our customers. Uh, hopefully put some of this payment processing behind us because it has taken our eye off of some things we want to jump into, like a, a brand ambassador program. Um, we did just launch a, um, 
a disability of veterans and a low income uh, assistance program. Uh, so if you qualify, which we have very basic requirements on our website, but if you qualify for that, uh, you get a lifetime discount of 30% off of our store or 15% off of your boxes. So we've had some people start to take advantage of that. I think we do get a nice blend of um, first time users and like just avid CBD fans. And you can usually tell pretty quick off the bat, like which one's which. Yeah. But through all of the ups and downs, it's been a positive experience for the both of them. Lowell has especially loved being thrown in the deep end and learning new things. Um, but looking forward, this is like, honestly, like one of the main reasons I got into it, if like just getting a little more personal, I guess, um, was just to gain a set of skills. And like Ryan's been a blast to work for at Supply Kick. So being able to take that relationship outside of Supply Kick um, and do things on the weekend and, and after hours and everything and just learn a new set of skills that I would never get exposed to at Supply Kick. So um, I do logistics at Supply Kick, but here I'm like marketing and branding and I'm drawing stuff in Photoshop very poorly. Um, These sort of things that I never would have been, we even tried to do some of our initial photo shoots um, with like my rinky dink uh, camera. We have a photo studio here that we try to use. No, it looked bad. It looked like literally every product had jaundice. It was all like yellow yeah. and it was just like the flash wasn't working. It was not a good scenario. It was terrible. Yeah. So, so then we recruited our supply kit product, product photographer who was a professional to do it and it turned out much, much better. Um, so there's been a lot of those like fun little challenges um, that have popped up. But yeah, I'm kind of saying like as long as I can continue learning new things um, throughout this process, it's it's um, definitely worth, worth our time and everything. Throughout the whole process, they've learned a lot, not only about how to start a business, but also in regards to CBD products and the market as a whole. When asked about what advice they had to give people who are curious about CBD or related products, their main message was simple, research. I would say DYOR, do your own research, right? Don't just buy a brand because they're saying a claim or, or you're, you're thinking this is the right one. Literally before you try CBD, take time, make sure you're working with a reputable brand or a manufacturer. You know, it's always best to me when you can find like a vertically integrated manufacturer that's actually raising the hemp organically as possible. It's not certified, but most of, of hemp uh, farming is organic. Um, and then it's vertically integrated, so they're, they're, they're raising it, they're pulling the CBD out, they're doing the bottling, so you know the entire process, the entire supply chain. Um, so definitely for me, my main thing would be make sure you do your research before you jump headfirst into CBD. Never fear, they did have some business advice too. Mine would I think maybe be like a little more about the experience that we've had so far. So something that I've learned from Ryan that I've kind of just taken to heart now is like, you're never gonna get it if you don't ask. So this has come up like um, when we're talking to brands, when we're talking to like potential partners, things like that. Like we're like, hey, what if we bought the thing for $10 instead of 12 and gave you this sort of thing? Like, I don't know, there's things I never would have thought about to ask in kind of that business setting that I'm like, wait, that's, that's way too far out. They're gonna say no, or they're gonna be a little upset and they'll come back, oh, absolutely. Like we'd love to like arrange that partnership and things like that. Um, so it's really forced me to kind of like get out of my shell in that sense um, and don't be afraid to, to ask those things. And even of our customers, like, hey, would you mind like sharing this most recent blog post um, with your Instagram or things like that. Like people are so willing to help. Um, and I think part of it is kind of this industry, like even 
Um, there's like some blog sites we connect with a lot who are like mm-hmm. always resharing our stuff. We're so willing to like help out small small brands and shout and, out to Hemp Helps. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, like just through like organic kind of friendships and partnerships we've formed over this um, that are so willing to to help out. And the other side of it is too is like don't be afraid to ask for like more from like your business partners or more from um, your coworkers and things like that. They're never gonna um, you're never gonna know if you don't ask. So yeah, that'd be that'd be my biggest takeaway. about hemp crate visit their website at hempcrate.co not com dot co you can also find them on facebook twitter and instagram at hempcrate co thanks for tuning in to our entrepreneurship series we appreciate you all coming back for more and if this is your first time listening to or else we can't wait for you to tune in again If you know someone or some business who would be great for an interview on our podcast, send an email to oritunes at orfellowship.org. We'd love to hear about it.